the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question, veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, Apple Podcasts, and TalkLawRadio.com. I'm Todd Marquardt. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law. But because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case— And because laws are ever-changing, the material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with professional advice. Marquardt Law Firm sponsors our show, and attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. Also, new businesses and old businesses, which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, FLPs, and we can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, like in guardianships, probate, real estate, breach of contract, and personal injury. Check out our blog at marquardtlawfirm.com to read about what's new in the law. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing and failing to do your will. Please help Texas Real Estate Group and me give good information to the listeners about the hot residential real estate market today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. Today we have Denise Martinez. Kelly and Patty to talk about the hot residential real estate market. And so we're going to find out a little bit about them before we get into it. So, Denise, you're the team lead. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and how you got here. Okay. Hello, everybody. Uh, My name is Denise Martinez, and Texas Real Estate Group is our team. We're with Coldwell Banker, Deanne Harper, Realtors. And I was born and raised in San Antonio. I'm a native and um, love the city, love real estate. So it just kind of came naturally as a passion. But you didn't start out in real estate. What did you do in your past life? My background focused around (laughs) education. So education with kids, uh, daycare, preschool, and then into um, kinder through high school. Okay. So when you are talking to a real estate client, you're really teaching probably a lot. Yes, very much so. You wear a lot of hats in real estate, and uh, one of the things is 
teaching, guiding, listening. So, yes. Okay. Kelly, you're next. Tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about yourself. Okay. I grew up in a military family, and we were in uh, Germany for about six years. And prior to that, in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, Missouri, uh, um, Hawaii. So traveled around a lot when I was young, but came to Texas when I was 13 and ended up marrying a native Texan. And I've been in San Antonio ever since. And uh, You didn't get married when you were 13, though, right? Tw- 20, when I was 20. <laughs> so I'll be married 41 years here awesome. in, on July 3rd um, and started as a hairdresser. That's how I met my husband. I took uh, cosmetology in high school. And then one of my customers was a manager of the San Antonio Express News in classified advertising in real estate. So she offered me a position there, and I started uh, getting into real estate, getting to know all the realtors, the builders, during uh, my time there for about 11 years. And uh, then eventually got into real estate and started as a full-time realtor in 2003. Wow, that's a great history there. You've been all over. It's been an enjoyable, <laughs> enjoyable time. Yeah, come by too fast. <laughs> and Patty, tell us about you. Well, I was born and raised here in San Antonio. Um, married, four kids, two grandchildren. I got into real estate because of my parents, actually. Um, they have always invested in um, properties and managing properties and you know they were getting a little older and so I thought okay now it's time that I have to start helping out so I went to real estate school thinking oh this is going to be easy you go through school and and not knowing really everything involved with uh, what happens in real estate but seven years later here I am uh, enjoying my time with Kelly and Denise you know we've uh, now are the Texas real estate group they took me under their wing and believed in me so here we are Texas Real Estate Group. And you're going to be celebrating something special today and tomorrow. Yes. Today is my dad's 91st birthday. He woke up so excited that he could see another day. So he gets a a two-day celebration because then it's Father's Day. He does. He does. He's extra special. Every day is extra special with him. So how did you form the group? How did you come together? Well, I heard the commercial that Denise had uh, done on the radio, and my business was was, uh, increasing, and I was spread a little thin because my parents were ill, and they lived in Missouri. Uh, My father had a typical Parkinson's, and my mother had uh, lung cancer, and so I thought, you know, it'd be nice to have a team and support, so I actually approached Denise and said, hey, if you ever want to form a team, I'd be interested in teaming with you. And uh, she had Patty as her, uh, just her partner at that time. Mm -hmm. And so I'll I'll let Denise pick up from here. (laughs) So um, I was beyond um, thrilled when Kelly approached me because that's a big honor. Kelly has been in the industry for over 20 years. And she is an awesome realtor, very knowledgeable. And so the fact that um, she approached me, it I was it took me by surprise. As a matter of fact, I think it took me about a year to <laughs> mull it over and to make sure that was the direction I wanted to go in. And it was. So I agreed with Kelly. We formed our team. And then, of course, I already had Patty helping me. So that was just a natural transition for us. And so... Patty, was that before you you were licensed and and now? No, I was already licensed. Denise and I, uh, I don't. We met through a, another colleague of ours, and we just got along really well. So I started helping her uh, with part of the transaction. You know, like a transaction coordinator, helping her with mm-hmm. her paperwork, and so it was helping me learn along the way. Um, and you know, we got along so well. We just the years went by, and then Kelly approached Denise and that's how we became three. I respected Denise's work ethic and uh, as a when she was a newer agent she really accelerated with her business quickly. Mm -hmm. When you team with someone you have to have a a good flow you have to trust that that partnership and uh, it's, it's just been really great. Well there's something to be said for you reaching out and 
and saying, hey, let's do this, that takes yeah. a lot of courage as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's worked out wonderfully. Yeah, we get along really well as a team. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, we turn to each other. We have each other if we have questions or, you know, we if, you know, Kelly's having uh, with her brother out of state so we can help her pick up where mm-hmm. she can't uh, show her clients. And the same, you know, we just all have each other's back here and help each other. So yes. we know Patty's uh, celebrating Father's Day. I have I have a joke because that's what I like to do. I think it's funny. It's funny to me. That's what I tell my <laughs> wife all the time. Uh, being a father is like shaving. No matter how good you shaved today, you still have to do it again tomorrow. Yep. So we're going to take a break. But I also want to mention that um, I did a poll on social media through LinkedIn and Twitter and uh, so after the break we'll review the results of that poll. Uh, The question was why is Texas residential real estate so hot right now? We'll find out. Awesome. For years, we've heard how important it is to avoid probate through a living trust. You want to do the best thing, but frankly, don't quite understand what probate is or how a living trust can help you. Attorney Todd Marquardt can help. He makes it easy to understand so you can avoid what a nightmare probate could be for your family. Call and make an appointment. Marquardt Law Firm makes it so simple to set up a living trust so you can feel secure now. Call Marquardt Law Firm and find out how a living trust can help your loved one settle your affairs without a judge in court. Call 210-530-4278. That's 210-530-4278. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. We're here with Denise, Kelly, and Patty, the Texas Real Estate Group. And um, we're going to be talking about why Texas real estate is so hot right now, especially the residential market. And I have a poll. I'm just trying to find the results. I did a poll on social media. For those of you on Facebook, I couldn't figure out how to do the Facebook poll. <laughs> so if you know how to do that, email me at host at talklawradio.com and give me the how-to. That's H-O-S-T at talklawradio.com. I did figure it out how to do it on LinkedIn and Twitter. So the question was, why is Texas residential real estate so hot right now? And I gave four choices. People moving to Texas, inflated speculation, affordable housing, or job market. And 40% of LinkedIn respondents said that the Texas residential real estate market is hot because people are moving to Texas. (laughs) 60% said it's because housing is more affordable. Mm -hmm. Now, on Twitter, the response was a little bit different. 67% said that it was because people were moving to Texas, and 33% said it was because of inflated speculation. Any of you want to weigh in on that? If you had to choose one of the four, what would you say was the, the big reason that it's so hot right now? I think uh, the first one, definitely people moving into Texas. I personally have several clients right now that are all out of state. I have recently closed three from Colorado, four from California. I have one in Pennsylvania. I have another one coming from Florida and another one coming from Colorado. So I personally think that the polls um, on the first answer being that people are moving to Texas, I would agree with that. Well, I think also along with interest rates being so low, you know. Oh, okay. Everybody's wanting to take advantage of the interest rates right mm-hmm. now. Yes. Yeah, I should have put that as one yeah. of the the yeah. responses. Yes. And Kelly, do you have Well, insight? I have to agree that while it's not the primary reason speculation of accelerated prices is a huge factor too, mm-hmm. we are seeing a lot of investors come in from other states looking yes. for investment properties. They're trying to find those good deals mm-hmm. out there, which are a little bit more difficult to find right now. Good. Thank you for sharing that. 
I wanted to go back and ask you a little bit about your your business model. So I know it's the three of you, and you work well together. You have lots of experience. What other secret sauce do you have that makes you better than the competition? Trust. Uh, we trust each other implicitly, and without trust, it goes a lot. I mean, you can't have a successful business, a team. Um, or even just a friendship without it. And so real estate is very personal. You're building relationships. You're maintaining relationships. You're fostering it throughout the whole time. So the three of us have trust amongst each other for the knowledge that we share, the um, how we approach and handle our clients. I can ask Kelly to step in, and I don't need to leave instructions or directions. You know, I just know that Kelly, I need your help, or Patty, I need your help, and it's going to get taken care of, and I'm not going to have any issues. I can have a peace of mind if I'm able to travel or if I were to become ill. Uh, I know that they're going to step in, and there's no no hesitations on their end, and I know that the quality is going to be top-notch. So clients choose you because you have a team, and you can get a lot of things done through the team. What are some other reasons that a, a client would choose your team? Well, I think, I personally, I think, too, that um, we have the same values. So we all put our clients before us. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, for us, it's not about the commission or what we're going to make. It's about our clients and their needs and what they want. Correct. That's awesome. In the past, I've polled my clients of what's most important to them. And surprisingly enough, a lot of them want you to be available. That's that's high on their list, and I, they've shared stories with me before that they've had previous contacts with other realtors that don't answer their phone, are delayed answering emails. Uh, they just don't feel that customer service. And Texas Real Estate Group, we put that foremost. Uh, we are always available. I mean, sometimes I have people call me at 5 in the morning. Oh, well, text, don't say that text, on the radio. <laughs> text me 11 at night. I mean, it just, you know, real estate doesn't stop, mm-hmm. and we, you know, try to be as available as possible. Of course, we don't encourage those 5 in the morning calls, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we do get them. And it's mm-hmm. usually because the client is feeling anxious about something. Mm-hmm. And it's so we, we understand that. And we try to reach out to them with uh, answers, you know, quickly. Okay. And I've seen on Facebook some pictures with little trophies and awards <laughs> and ceremonies. <laughs> what What are those accolades and awards that you've been winning? So Texas Real Estate Group, we formed in 2018, and in those short years, we have uh, been honored to receive the San Antonio Business Journal Top 100 Realtors in San Antonio. We have made a platinum top 50, 500, 100 as a semifinalist twice, Um, and then within our own brokerage, Coldwell Banker, Deanne Harper Realtors, we have received uh, ranked number two for small teams throughout the company back-to-back years. Okay, so that means you're pretty good, right? Selling lots of properties? We know a little bit of what we're doing. (laughs) We'd like to say so. (laughs) Okay, good. So what are some of the reasons um, besides uh, interest rates that that you think people are coming to Texas? We know that, you know, there's low inventory because they're coming here. Why, Why do you think they're coming job opportunities. I think uh, Texas is a very friendly state. You know, yes. uh, I think when people come here, they feel welcomed. And they the weather, although it is hot, but mm-hmm. depending on where they're coming from. Yes. But that's, you know, what I, that's my opinion on, on Texas. I love it. It's friendly, yes. um, welcoming to everybody. I've had many clients share that we're a family-friendly state, a family-friendly city, and so the quality of life um, is often discussed amongst Texas, and it brings a lot of people in. And so I have a next-door neighbor who's from Chicago. They were born and raised there. They took a trip here, visited San Antonio Riverwalk, fell in love, and moved his whole family here. And they've been here ever since. And even um, after that, some of their, like his sister also moved here. And what they shared with me, it's the, yes, the cost of living, but it's more the quality of life, the uh, public education system we have here. 
uh, I have been told, is much better than a lot of other larger cities. Um, they're able to purchase a home that's maybe larger or in a nicer area than maybe they would have in wherever they're coming from. So I've been told the quality of life and the quality of education is a big factor when people are moving here and considering Texas. And then within Texas, of course, people think what Dallas, Houston, Austin, but San Antonio is probably the least expensive in terms of living costs amongst those three. So I think that's why we kind of get more people coming. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we don't have a state income tax, mm -hmm. which is a plus for a yes. lot of people relocating. Yes. Right. I've heard that from people coming from California mm -hmm. that you can buy a bigger house. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because a, a million-dollar property <laughs> over there, you know, would it's put you in the, in the <laughs> dominion over here. Yeah. Right. And you said quality of life. Um, I, w I had to think about that for a little while. I read an article said the same thing, and and what the writer defined as quality of life was fun stuff yes. like the Riverwalk, yes, the Sea World, Fiesta Texas. Mm -hmm. um, you got tubing, you know, where you can you bronze. Oh yeah, you know, we close, have a lot of rivers, the water, the rivers, the yeah. lakes, Medina Lake being yeah. so close That's to the right. northwest part of town. And we also have a really um, big arts that kind of exploded in San Antonio. We didn't have as much, but now um, the Majestic Theater has a lot better quality of what they bring in for their tours and their musicals. We now have the Tobin Center. Um, and so I think, you know, we had a downtown. Now we have the Pearl. We have a Southtown. And uh, read an article that what was coming up, the Lone Star? Oh, the, the Lone Star Brewery yes. is being redeveloped. Yes. So I think, you know, that has a big factor, too, because now the city, we have a lot to offer. We're not a one sector on anything. Right. Yeah, the economy is diverse. I, I counted uh, construction, trade, transportation, financial services, information technology, cybersecurity, mm -hmm. energy, health care, aerospace and aviation, military and defense, mm -hmm. and manufacturing. <laughs> yes. That's a pretty diverse economy. Yeah. It is. Yes. Lots of opportunity here in San Antonio. And you mentioned uh, the arts. And I found, um, because today's Juneteenth. Yes, it is. Um, we're, we're celebrating Juneteenth. Uh, President Biden made it a federal holiday, mm -hmm. so we don't have to go to work today. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... I, I'm not from Texas. I'm actually from New Mexico. And so I had to learn a little bit about Juneteenth because I didn't find out that it was a thing until I was uh, I was working for the general land office uh, many years ago. And uh, I just read this morning that it was not until the Union soldiers arrived in Galveston two years after Abraham Lincoln's uh, emancipation proclamation that the state's residents finally learned that slavery had been abolished. Y'all already years, knew that. Yeah, two <laughs> yes. years after. Two years yeah, after. Freedom. And it was it's uh, slow. <laughs> June 19th, 1865. And so I, I wanted to find out how does San Antonio celebrate Juneteenth? Well, there is something by a group that is all about art. Oh, the Art of Four presents Juneteenth at Legacy Park. Wow. So that's going on today from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. How nice. That's new to me. I did not, yeah, know, I that. Did not know that. And there is uh, the SA Juneteenth Block Party and Fair. That's going to be at the Alamo Beer Company from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. And uh, it did say that you should buy get a ticket on uh, Eventbrite, but mm -hmm. I don't know why they would do that. Uh, also going on is uh, there's a missions baseball game tonight. Oh, those are always fun. Yeah, yeah. and the, they're making it Juneteenth by having a special events there. And then there's one more. Well, there, there were a bunch, but I just focused on these four. There's uh, the San Antonio Juneteenth Celebration. Mm -hmm. They say that they're the uh, 
San Antonio Juneteenth Association Juneteenth Festival today. Well, it started last night. Oh, hey. <laughs> and it continues today from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And there's going to be music. And let's see, where is that? Comanche Park. Nice. Do you well, know where that nice is? to know yes. so many activities. Yeah. Okay, so tomorrow's Father's Day. Shout out to my dad. Happy Father's Day. Um, if you want to listen to my dad talk about his experience, uh, you can find him on talklawradio.com. Talked about his experience as an optometrist in New Mexico uh, over four decades of changes in the laws there. Wow. So we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the uh, ways to win um, a new home in this hot residential real estate market. Yes. Y'all are going to help us with that, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so stay with us. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. I'm here with uh, Kelly Daniels and... Patty Holiday. Uh, Kelly, you want to give anybody a shout out for her Father's Day? Yes, I'd like to give my husband a shout out. We have one daughter, Kayla, and uh, she's 26 now in, in medical school, and he's been a wonderful father throughout the years. So happy Father's Day, Tim Daniels. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And how about you, Patty? Yes, I'd like to give a shout out to my husband, Sean Holiday. He's uh, put up with all of us and our crazy kids and grandkids now. Um, and my father, who also turned 91 today, um, happy Father's Day. Great. Okay, so what, before the break, we were talking about the hot real estate market here in Texas and San Antonio. And um, we'll wait for Denise to get back from her hiatus uh, <laughs> before we start talking about how we can uh, get properties closed for people. Are there any interesting stories that you can share uh, about your experience in residential real estate? Well, um, certainly. I mean, there's been lots of of interesting stories throughout the years. I mean, when people relocate, uh, lots of events come up and um, you know, th- just a lot of them are, are sometimes they'll get a surprise of guess what you're moving in, in a, a few weeks. And mm-hmm. then we get the call of, uh, I didn't know I was going to have a job transfer this fast. And so we'll have to pull it together with them pretty quickly and, and get their house on the market and uh, refer them to a good agent in another location. Um, so there, there's always things that come up like that. Aside from losing things in the move. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, sometimes things get damaged in the move as well. Yeah. And we have um, a lot of times buyers that walk through the houses. They aren't just eyeing the real estate. They want to put an offer in for what the homeowner has. Yeah. And sometimes I've, I've been asked, well, can I buy his car? Can I? You know, <laughs> oh, can, really? can I? Yeah. I mean, lots of personal items, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, maybe they'll have a unique art piece on the wall, mm-hmm. and uh, the buyer will want to put that in as a non-realty. And we're usually like, that's usually not a go. <laughs> so. Well, you know, my, my dad sold a house back in, it was probably the, the 80s. I was just a kid. But he, he said everything goes with it. He didn't want to move anything. Wow. He said, I don't care if you want it or not, it's yours. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> staying. Uh, th- this year I sold the model home for David Weekly out in Crestabella, and my buyer took it with everything. I mean, oh, down I bet to that the, was nice stuff. Yeah. The coffee cups, I mean, everything, the decorations, all the furniture. So he was pretty delighted to, to yeah. get that home. With what, all the- what type of crazy things are you hearing about um, that helps uh, win an offer nowadays in, a, in the hot market? For example, I heard out in California the, uh, the proposed buyer bought the seller a house. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. That, so that they could each have a house, and, and that was uh, an incentive. I also heard about it. In addition to paying uh, the purchase price, one one buyer offered and so many uh, cryptocurrency coins. Wow. I'm hearing crazy stories here about even offering uh, pizza delivery, you know, for a year <laughs> on Fridays or something, or naming the firstborn after uh, the oh seller. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. I a mean, lot of everybody stories. wants a home, and it's just right now our inventory is very low. I think we have about one and a half months' worth of inventory. Yeah. So, of course, so what can we do, Denise, to win the offer? Well, right now, there's a lot of multiple offer situations. So, you know, you have a lovely home. It's in good condition. It's in a great location. It's priced well. You're going to get a lot of offers. Uh, you have the buyer right now. Buyers are putting offers above the list price, anywhere from twenty, thirty thousand above list. Uh, earnest money, some people are doing more than the typical 1%. Uh, option money, our option period here in San Antonio is when the buyer is able to contract their home inspector and get their inspection done. Well, we're seeing that amount of money has really increased significantly. So in the past, as an example, maybe it was $100 for 10 days. Now we're seeing anywhere from three to five days at $500. So there's a lot of competition and a savvy buyer right now is using a lot of tools at their disposal to be able to win that offer aggressively. Uh, Price, terms, closing dates, you know, just Mm -hmm. really narrowing everything so that it's really ideal for the seller. Right now also um, a lot of what's happening is the sellers are building and there's delays Mm -hmm. in building, so they are asking for lease back Mm -hmm. uh, from the buyer. So if the buyer needs to be flexible with that, that's helpful because they need a place to stay while their home is being built. Because so the buyer would, would technically own the property then and then Correct. just let the, the seller rent for a period of time? Yes. Correct, yeah. Okay. Um, how about financing? What do you see as uh, some strategies uh, using financing? Well, unfortunately, your government loans are going to be the most challenging offers to get accepted right now. Um, I represent or our group represents a um, young uh, lady that's just getting started. So in that case, what is, she has FHA loan. So we put an offer on a property and her parents are loaning her cash to buy the house. Once she buys the house, she's going to refi and, and do a cash out loan to pay her parents back but that way it sets her up to it as an advantage as a cash buyer even though technically she's not yeah Yeah. okay well that's a good strategy going back to how we talked about we have a lot of people coming from other states Mm -hmm. and some of those states being california or colorado where the real estate is significantly more expensive so if they have a property there and they've sold it they've come into a large amount of money. They come here, they're using conventional loan or sometimes cash, but because, as Patty mentioned, the interest rates are so low, many are opting to do a conventional loan and they're putting a very large down payment. And so when that's happening, your sellers are being instructed a lot of times, you know, advice opinions of their realtor, that 
it's in their interest to accept an offer that is a conventional or cash opposed to the VA or FHA. So for right now, buyers that are using VA loans and FHA loans, it's not impossible. I have a lovely person who is under contract with a VA loan, so it can happen. But it's taking more patience. It's taking more time and certainly a little bit more aggressive with the terms. But um, the market definitely has changed. And right now the market is aggressive for sellers. And the buyers are so many because the interest rates are so low. Yeah. And how about contingencies? How do you use that when, you know, a, a buyer in the past would say, well, the, the closing is contingent on my financing? Uh, what are some other contingencies that you can uh, move around or, or not use? Well, one is a contingency of selling a home before you can close on the second home. And so recently we had a, a buyer um, do that. And so what what they did is they took a home equity loan on the house that they owned and used it as the down payment so they didn't have to ask for that contingency. Mm-hmm. Um, the home equity loan was very inexpensive to uh, acquire. The closing costs were very minimal, and so they had a delayed payment schedule with that. So by the time that note was due, then they had already sold their house because the market's moving so fast on the selling side. But they were able to purchase their new home with those funds and and not ask that seller for a contingency. Wow, y'all are so creative. (laughs) Yeah, in this market, you really have to be. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, Denise, you missed our shout-outs to our fathers, so you can take your opportunity. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, How about one more thing uh, Denise mentioned to me was uh, share your contact information with with the seller. Have you seen that as a strategy for connecting and and developing a short-term relationship, maybe getting the offer accepted? I definitely want to share your contact information and build that rapport with the listing agent who does represent the seller. Um, Building a rapport can go a long way. Um, As I mentioned earlier, real estate, it is an emotional thing. It's personal, and you want that relationship, and you want to build it. You want to have that good rapport because they're going to convey that to their sellers. And so when they're presenting multiple offers and they come across yours and you've taken the time to really connect with that agent, well, that agent's going to have a little bit more emphasis when they're talking about your client's offer. So uh, building the rapport, taking the time, it's really important, and it can certainly go a long way, especially in a multiple offer situation. And also sharing the lender's information. Mm -hmm. If your buyer is financing, you would definitely want to share the lender's information with the listing agent and ask the lender to call the listing agent and and vouch for your client. Oh, okay. So they know that you're already qualified. They feel confident moving forward with, with your offer. It's a step beyond the qualification. So we're submitting the pre-approval with the offer. That's pretty standard practice here. However, when that lender calls, there's an extra effort there. Okay, we've got to take a break. Be right back. Okay. we've heard how important it is to avoid probate through a living trust. You want to do the best thing, but frankly don't quite understand what probate is or how a living trust can help you. Attorney Todd Marquardt can help. He makes it easy to understand so you can avoid what a nightmare probate could be for your family. Call and make an appointment. Marquardt Law Firm makes it so simple to set up a living trust so you can feel secure now. Call Marquardt Law Firm and find out how a living trust can help your loved ones settle your affairs without a judge in court. Call 210-530-4278. That's 210-530-4278. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. We're here talking about the hot residential real estate market with Denise and Kelly and Patty with the Texas Real Estate Group. And um, while I was thinking about Texas real estate, 
I, I wondered what the Bible had to say about real estate, and uh, I found uh, in Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 32, there's uh, a recount about how Jeremiah buys a field. Mm-hmm. And I had to read it a few times because, um, you know, it's the Old Testament. <laughs> and it, it was sort of uh, old language and confusing. Mm-hmm. But what was unique about it that made me think of, you know, comparing it with a real estate transaction today is it talks about signing the deed in front of witnesses and weighing out the silver or whatever they use to pay for the the property. So that's like the, the lender's. Uh, was there making sure that the financing goes through. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, wow and, yeah. and then they would roll it up and seal it. And you would, They would set aside the sealed copy, like at the, at the, the real estate office or the title company, and then they would have a copy so that they could reference it. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So all these years. <laughs> <laughs> Real estate has been happening. <laughs> right, with deeds and so forth. Okay. Uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about was how in my practice as a lawyer doing estate planning and wills and trusts, I find a lot of people um, have an emotional attachment with the house. You know, sometimes that's the their largest part of their their net worth, their wealth, and so they sometimes want to leave the house to a specific person, or they um, want the house to stay in the family, so they they want all these restrictions on what you can do and what you can't do. What is y'all's experience with with people and in, in their attachment with their house? It's hard. I mean, I just... I had a client who you know their mother passed away and it was just so hard for them to sell that home and you just have to you know be there and and just help them along the way but they they i mean you know for some it's very difficult you know i mean that's a piece of them that they're that's it's like the final piece Mm -hmm. you know that they're letting go um, so you have to listen, be there, holding their hands, guiding them through. You know, the, it's the, it's the most difficult, I think, transaction for them. A lot mm-hmm. of compassion, mm-hmm. a lot of patience and understanding. Um, I before I got into real estate, um, we lost. I lost my mother in a 2006, and um, it took about two years um, before my dad decided to go ahead and sell the home. And what we did was we invited all of our family to come. And we, we didn't want to just get rid of everything, so we spread it out through the family, kind of as like heirlooms. Mm-hmm. And so it helped us through that process. And at that time, my realtor, uh, he advised me, you know, you don't need to get a realtor involved at that time because of the emotional attachment that was with the home. Um, so it's funny because even though technically we didn't use a realtor to sell it, we certainly used a realtor to guide us through the process. And so I think that's where that professional aspect always comes into play because the emotions are so great. And the attachment, that was a home I grew up in. That was a home that my parents had for so many years. You know, So there's definitely, when you're going through a process like that, um, a, a lot of factors that are involved. And so the consideration and the compassion, the patience, all that needs to be taken into account. And even though right now the market is moving quickly in that scenario, that's something that needs to take that step back because you need that extra um, to provide that service and that care. Another thing that we, we have to talk about as lawyers with our clients after a death and their family is, are you going to sell it as is? Or are you going to fix it up? This is something mm-hmm. that a lot of the beneficiaries will argue about. Mm-hmm. Well, all we have to do is put fifteen or 20000 into it, and then we'll get all this back. And somebody else is saying, well, I'm not putting any money into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a lot of it depends upon <clears throat> what it is that it needs. Mm-hmm. If it's structural, then it becomes a, a, a problem for financing, like if it has a bad roof uh, foundation issues. Mm-hmm. So in order to sell it, um, sometimes the families do have to 
do some improvements. Otherwise, we have to look for a cash buyer mm-hmm. with it. Yes. Good point. The other thing that beneficiaries will argue about is who gets to pick the realtor. Because everybody has their favorite. Everybody has a realtor. (laughs) Yes, everybody has. Everybody knows a realtor. Yes. So what would be some some tips for talking to your siblings about how to choose the best realtor? I always think it's a good idea to interview more than one realtor. And then you would want to find out what their experience is and what their experience is in that particular neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, You would want references um, just to do your due diligence, you know, about you are picking the right fit for for the family. One thing I mention sometimes is uh, find a realtor that's full-time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, uh, you need a full-time realtor. It's a career. It's not a job. It's a career. There's not a nine-to-five. There's not a punch-out. There's no uh, weekends off. There's a lot of funny memes on Facebook that says, you know, you got a day off. Oh, no, you don't. You're a realtor. Um, And so... You know, we joke about that a lot. I know when I go on vacation, my laptop comes with me. I may have a support system in place so that things are happening over here and a client's not left without any service. But um, uh, real estate is definitely a career and being a realtor is a career. So absolutely full time is essential. So if you're arguing with your family about a realtor, ask them about their qualifications and uh, maybe you'll find out that somebody's better suited for that. So now that you've mentioned those things on the radio, um, people are going to be asking for your your qualifications and your experience. I know that you're already ready to give that out. You already have the awards. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Very honored to have those. It's a blessing. So um, like I mentioned before, some people, their legacy is the house. For other people, it's their favorite pair of boots. You know, maybe that's all they had left. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you think of something that you want to pass on to the next generation, either a, a favorite heirloom or some value that you hope that your children or grandchildren will carry on? Yes. Um, we had an aunt that that lived in uh, Manhattan, and um they bought a loft in Soho in the 1968s when that uh, area was very, um, just very, uh, Hot, not, 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 not a, a popular, yeah, not a popular <laughs> place. I mean, there were, it was, there were homeless on the street and all that through the years, gentrification has happened. And Soho is one of the high end areas of Manhattan, but my aunt was an artist, so she opened a, a, the loft as a gallery. The key gallery is what it was called. And she would take uh, artists in, new artists, and uh, show their art. But a lot of people that would come to her open houses, there would be homeless people. They would come in to have the beverages and the snacks that she would offer. So it was kind of a crazy story. But she did collage. And so when she passed recently, we had several pieces of her art that we dearly love so that'll definitely be something that gets passed down to my daughter and then hopefully you know through her family through the years awesome my father-in-law uh passed away and he was a collector of um the gas lamps oh yeah so he we brought we were able to bring some back he lived in oregon uh, and we brought uh, one each for my children and the grandkids and so that's something we're going to pass along to them um that's very special because he just he enjoyed collecting those i also talk about this uh chair he uh, uh refinished a rocking chair i guess that uh, belonged to my mother-in-law and it was her chair when she was a, a child, and she sat in it, and there's a picture. We have a picture of her sitting in it. Mm-hmm. And he had it um, restored oh, nice. and with her old doll in it. And I, mm-hmm. we had gone for a visit one time, and my son kept touching it. And he kept saying, don't touch the chair, don't touch the doll. <laughs> well, he kept touching it. So next thing you know, he gets a big whooping. <laughs> and so I start crying because I'm like, oh, my God, he spanked my child. <laughs> I brought the chair and the doll back with me to give to my son as a remembrance of oh. his butt whooping that he got for yeah. touching the doll and the yeah. chair. And that, I mean, to me, it, it had to be special for him. It was important to my father-in-law because 
he kept saying, don't touch it. That was, you know, I knew that that meant a lot to him, that chair and mm-hmm. that doll. So I made sure to bring that back with us and yeah. give it to my son. That's a great story. Yeah, my my mom has a chair kind of like that from from my grandmother, her mother. Uh, I forget how far it goes back, but it those chairs. Yeah, <laughs> we have a picture of her sitting in it, and so it's just it means a lot, you know, yeah. when mm-hmm. to bring that home. If that's all we brought and the lamps, then so be it. I'm yeah. happy. Yeah. How about you, Denise? Any favorite heirloom that you received or that you want to pass on? So my mother had received on their wedding a beautiful china set. And so I have that still. I have it in storage. And that's something that I treasure and would love to pass that on as well. Okay, good. Speaking of uh, real estate, my, my grandmother and grandfather out in New Mexico, they had the same house since, I think, 1948. Wow. My grandfather passed away last August, and so Mm -hmm. my uncle was fixing it up because my granddad never fixed it up. Uh, There was a bathroom that um, something went wrong in the plumbing. Well, they just quit using that bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) So there was a lot of deferred maintenance. But they had the house so long, uh, everybody had to just go there and and be there and, and walk around and and remember those yeah. Christmases and Thanksgivings and Easter's and uh, playing ball in the, in the backyard and in the front yard. So I, it's like I a piece of your family history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. it still got sold. I mean, there mm-hmm. was no no use for it anymore mm-hmm. in the family. Everybody pretty much left New Mexico because mm-hmm. there's so much more to do here. Like we said, <laughs> Six Flags, uh, Sea World the Alamo, the Riverwalk. So thank you guys for joining me. Thank you for having us. That's the end of the show. If there's anything else you want to say, speak now or forever (laughs) Forever hold your your peace. peace. (laughs) When you think of real estate, please think of Texas Real Estate Group. Where should they find you? You have a website, right? Yes, we have a website. Um, My, what is it? I just forgot. Yeah, your Texas. Oh, your Texas real estate. That's yeah. right. Yeah, sorry. Your Texas real estate group.com. Pressure of the radio. Uh, your Texas real estate group.com. Um, we also are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. So just Google us, Texas real estate group. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.